The Pure Jamie Milne Podcast. Where we have a dream to create a community full of happy, healthy, and knowledgeable people who create global positive change through sharing their journey. Tune in, saddle up, and listen in. Be inspired. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, we are here today with two... uh, extraordinary human beings we're going to be talking about the journey through the sport of fitness which is crossfit and i am uh, accompanied today on the pure jamie milne podcast and jmt tv with oh my god so we've got the the one and only milk bottle the flat white <laughs> caleb Pugh, and uh the caramel piccolo yeah <laughs> well, the, these guys are actually known as the Caramilk. The Caramilk, uh, Caleb and Josh. Now, I've known Caleb. Uh, he's a strength and conditioning coach here at JMT. And I've known Caleb since he was about um, 16. Is yeah. that right? Yeah, that'd be right. Yeah, he's 32 now. And uh, Josh here, I've known... Uh, <laughs> One, two years. Yeah, since uh, he actually came from my testicles, to be yeah, honest. Yeah. So uh, this, is, this is my son, Josh. And uh, these guys have journeyed from uh, the absolute beginning uh, with the sport of CrossFit and uh, recently starting to to climb the ladder and do really, really well. And I think it would be awesome to just chat to these guys and get their perspective and their experience of this process so far. Um, yeah, tell us a little bit, a little bit about perhaps your journey. Uh, Caleb, we might start with you. Your, your journey—well, uh, not only your journey, just like in a, in a short version, yep. the, the main things. But what's what's what was the initial tra- attraction to the sport of CrossFit? Because you came from boxing and Muay Thai, and you've and you've made your way into into CrossFit. So. Yeah, I like, I like the whole um, the idea of like being being good at everything, not just you know, because uh, I, I started with. Uh, started in a you know typical twenty four hour gym, doing your bro spares, chest and tries, back and bias legs, whatever. I just get bored, like <laughs> too boring. Like, it's the same thing over and over again. Uh, and then from there, I got into Muay Thai. Then from there to boxing. Oh, I did a bit of so I had a few Thai fights, boxing fights, which I didn't mind. But to be honest, I think I just lost love for it. Like I did love it, and yeah, lost love for that. And then I've always done CrossFit. Oh, after kind of doing the 24 hour gym thing, found Jamie, came here. So I've always done CrossFit with you, but more, you know, fighting was kind of on top and then CrossFit was just to keep fit for fighting more mm. so. And then, geez, when, when did I get into it? Yeah, that's I don't know. A um, of years of like competitively, eh? Yeah, yeah, more, no. yeah, maybe a year and a bit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, like I said, I've always done it, but um, my last fight I broke my nose and I started, I couldn't fight. For a little bit, off, not not fight, but not get hit in the nose or face for a little bit. So, I think it was like a year. I started, couldn't get hit after the nose break. So I thought, well, that's why I go to CrossFit, where I've kind of always loved it and wanted to do it. But obviously, with fighting, you can't. Mm. That both sports are such big. Um, you can't go half fast with them. Mm. Such big commitments. You got to commit to one or the other. So I think, well, well said. If I can't get hit, CrossFit it is. Yeah, yeah. great yeah, wisdom, kind of man. Awesome, love it, Josh. Yeah, cool. Uh, I think always being surrounded by it from a very young age, uh, obviously watching you and competing and, and the rest of it, so being exposed um, from the early days and then competing, I think when our first competition was when I was 12, 
Um, yeah, that'd be about right. And then, yeah, young, yeah. Um, and then sort of followed it through. Um, and then once I sort of hit 18 and, and spent eight years of traveling, I didn't, I didn't touch it, stayed away from it and got all, and enjoyed the party scene. Um, but then coming back from, from working over on the boats, it was then, yeah, it was the replacement of drinking and, and partying. And obviously that filled that void and has been the, you know, obsessed on, on CrossFit and competitiveness really. Um, and training and yeah, so the last two years it's just been that. Yeah, cool. That's the best way to put it. Yeah, 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 cool. And these guys, so with their, I've obviously been around and seen their their process and their journey from the start and to where they are now. So to give you guys a bit of context and insight to, to what these guys do, so they have a serious workload each week so they're training and this is the thing that Caleb touched on it that CrossFit <laughs> is that your vibrator? <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. Um, so in the in the in the sport of fitness there's so many different um, there's so many different areas or, or physical aspects that need to be trained from strength to balance, coordination, accuracy, their cardio, respiratory fitness, their endurance. So it's, it's a full-time job uh, at the level that the boys are aspiring to get to on top of a full-time job. So these guys are juggling like serious workloads. Um, so they're probably looking at a total of, yeah, well, it's, it would be almost sort of 30 hours a week of training, really, when you total everything up. Um, so it's quite a lot. So how do you walk us through a little bit, just briefly, how do you approach your training each week? Because Caleb works in multiple locations, has his own personal training business as well. He's a gigolo too. He, he's a gigolo as well. So that, I mean, there's 52 oh, hours a week. He's a gigolo. <laughs> 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 so after this, just Hopefully mum and dad don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry, Nan. Anyway, walk us through uh, just briefly how you approach your training each week and how do you juggle all these balls? <laughs> Not that <literally. laughs> uh, Um. Jeez, I don't know. I just get in and do it. You just get like, to be it. honest. I don't know if I have an approach. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna sit here and. So I'm kind of write and sketch in my diary, I just do it. Like, mm. um, one thing that does help, but for me at least, when everyone's different, is like when I'm working, I'm working hard when I'm resting, I'm doing nothing. Mm. So, like, on a like, I make sure I kind of split up work and rest days. Mm-hmm. So, at least for me, it's like important to get two rest days a week, and on those rest days, it's like doing nothing. Yeah, every other day to me is a work day, so I have like five work days, or in my mind, of course, everyone's different. Like, five work days on those days, I'm working hard. So it's like, in my mind, it doesn't matter. Um, what I have on, that I'm gonna work on, I'm gonna fit in my training, regardless of, you know. Um, and then for me also, training is the most important thing. So I fit, you know, work around training, Ooh, not love vice it. versa. Yeah, but yeah, it. as long as I'm like, for me, as long as I'm getting the two days off where I'm doing nothing, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm working, I'm working, rest, I'm doing nothing. I've got a question just about your rest day. Yeah. Do you wear a shirt? 
<laughs> so if you so if you train in this facility, you would be uh, supporting me on that. That these boys, when they coach, they wear shirts. But I'm pretty sure we're not too far away from coming in for the 950 class and they've got no shirts on. But pretty much before the warm-up starts, the shirts come off, so I just wanted to check and see if the rest days were the same. Josh, mate, again, you, you um, uh, a father as well to the grandson, Sonny. Yeah. You work full-time. You, um, you do the programming here. You've got a big workload. You've also got the, the big training load, um, also a, a gigolo. Also busy with other job. Um, so how do you? So got the bit back to the training. So you have got big workload, big yep. training load. Yep. How do you just walk us through a little bit of how you approach your training, um, like each week? Uh, so it's very much. It's almost, it's almost like there's not enough hours of the day. So it's majority of the time um, I'm up. Well, it's up early, early hours of the morning, so I get up at three, get an hour session in before the classes. Did you hear that, ladies and gentlemen? Yeah. If you want to be obsessed, 3 a.m., there you yeah. go. So it's <coughs> so most most people that would, <laughs> that would see when they come in, obviously I'm here from the start of the morning to the to the end at night, so it's, it's managing that uh, training where I can fit it in. Um, obviously that takes the importance, but it's, yeah, so whether it's classes, PTs, everything's sort of done in between that. Um, and then obviously juggling Sunny too is a massive part. Um, but I think it comes down to the real core values of, you know, training is one of the most important things to me to be successful in what I'm wanting to do and achieve. Um, and if I can do that, then that makes me a good, um, say, business partner or, you know, coach and then father and the rest of it. So oh. if I can fulfill that stuff, then the rest comes quite easy. Um, so it's just time management, really. Fuck I'm you two are wise, eh? You guys got yeah. some fucking good wisdom, good it's suggestions. I really hope if you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> if you want to utilise their services, it's uh, one three hundred uh, <laughs> caramel. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, they do lawns. Um, all shirtless too. All shirtless, <laughs> yeah. Wash your car. Yeah. Walk like, the dog. So one thing on that as well, like we all do it above the train. Like, oh, yeah. you know. Whether of course like I'm kind of privileged in the fact that my work is somewhat flexible, this sport work personal training, so I can move around to an extent. Like I know it's you know, some people are working twelve hour days and stuff, but like we all do have time. Like the average job is nine to five. Then to say you don't have time, yeah, I know you've got kids and stuff, but you know, you, you can fit an hour. Everyone can fit an hour a day. Well, I think, you know, I think it's, it's, it's easier said than done for me because I'm not a parent. I don't do the, you know, I don't. I'm, I thought Sunny was yours, bro. Oh. Most people do, bro. But yeah, like, we all do have time. Like, yeah. whether it's 20 minutes, like, people that say they don't have time to train, like, you got a Netflix account, you got time for Netflix, you don't have time to train. So, oh, yeah. yeah, you're always trying to big shots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, all you guys out there, masses, you masses, you got time yeah. to train. It comes, comes down to perceived value, I think. Yeah. Like, what, yeah. like oh, what does your life mean to you for oh, health and fitness, right? Oh. Uh, you make time for what's important to your body a sore backside too. Uppercutting your listeners. Yeah. Um, so one thing one thing I've learned in my journey is to if I see something that inspires me, like whether that's in business or um, parenting or um, fitness, it, it's often good to model success. So looking at looking at you know what inspires you. 
um, and seeing how they did it because people have come before us, obviously, and gone and done incredible things. Um, so for you guys, is there any specific athlete or, or person that, that has inspired you? Um, in any degree, a little bit or a lot, and and how do they? How does that person or you know group or whatever? How does that impact you guys in your journey? Is there anything that stands out? No, that wasn't a uh, trick question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm just thinking. Oh, wow, fucking crickets. I like the Matt Fraser mentality. Mm-hmm. Each summit is always like he's a hard work. Yeah, off, yeah, right, work exactly. hard when no one's watching. Yeah, yeah, type thing, yeah. I do. I like. I really like that mentality because I'm a big believer in like you know. There's no secrets. Mm. I feel like nowadays, especially in fitness, everyone's a shortcut. Whether it's you know, Fuck, I thought that was a secret. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, you know, like on YouTube, yeah, get abs in six minute videos. Like, but, you know, all that all that shit's like bullshit. Like, there's no secrets. Just hard work and time. You know, I like that mentality. Like, yeah. So Matt um, Fraser. Yeah, and actually, uh, Rich Froning's a big one. Mm-hmm. What's like it about Rich Froning that you? you to be, like, I like Matt Fraser's uh, hard work, and I actually like, I like Rich Froning's um, humbleness. Mm. That family met just like, without sounding homophobic. Oh, not homophobic. Sorry, without sounding <laughs> homophobic. Wrong one. Without sounding gay. Without sounding gay. Up. You put the like little fucking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that part out. Um, no, without sounding weird about him, like, he's a specimen, isn't he? Oh, he's man. a real specimen, rich friend, like, humble family man. Mm. No, honestly, like, in my mind, rich friend is like the perfect guy. Hardworking. Yeah. He's someone I really look up to. Cool. I didn't mean homophobic. I was meant to say, okay. Oh, you do. <laughs> 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 uh, quickly, uh, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think I'm going to go with the couple, obviously. I think yourself. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Too fucking good. I don't want to sound homophobic, but yeah, 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 um, and then I think the more we compete, the more we surround ourselves around other really great athletes yeah. and seeing their mindsets and the way that they approach mm. their life. Because at the end of the day, some people look and say, well, being coaches, you get all the time in the world to train. I think that's quite, that's quite the opposite. You're very much balancing everyone else's little fitness journey as well as your own. Mm. And seeing how some of those big athletes do it, like for instance, I think Brandon Swan, uh, he's got a family of his own and he's based this whole thing called Dad Hours, which is uh, workouts for busy dads and people that work away and, yeah. and try and slot in you know 10 minutes of workout that can give you the same intent um and it's the same with darren ellis in new zealand mm. another big name great man um these guys that are all trying to you know not only just change train but train with the right intent if it's even a short amount of time you're giving it the attention that it deserves oh, and love it. walk away from it still feeling just as well as if you were to do you know a workout that's got a b c d e f and g mm. but you don't give it the energy mm. because you're trying to move through so many things so you're not really doing a lot Jeez, you boys are i've just got to say josh and caleb like just really intelligent what you guys are saying i sit here after 20 odd years in the industry thinking that that would be something that i would i would share and Mm. say but that's after two decades and the fact that you guys have been in the industry um you know you're at at that sort of middle phase 
um, getting a few years under your belt. Really, really intelligent suggestions and, and great stuff. So if, if people are listening, this is just this is a great podcast. Um, yeah, you guys are clever, eh? Where'd you guys Jeez. get that from? All right, moving on from the gigolos. What, what's uh, in your in your journey so far? Just hit me with a memorable moment. So I know you probably got shitloads. Uh, I remember a moment uh, in the Qantas lounge with you. So to share really quickly, this is because we're getting into the back part of our podcast. <laughs> so just to steal the limelight for a second, so my memorable moment with these two boys, the Caramilk, the duo, um, we were heading to Newcastle recently for a competition that these lads won. Was it the Real 365, Rumble yeah, 365? Yeah. And Newcastle, great event, great community. But we're on our way there. We're at Brisbane Airport. We're flying Jetstar, unfortunately. And But as Jetstar is part of Qantas, I said, boys, we can go into the Qantas lounge. We've been Qantas members for a while. So normally, if you're a Qantas member and you go into the lounge, you can take, like, immediate family. So Josh being my son, I thought, that's no worries. Uh, Caleb being my other son, but not legally, if you know what I mean. So I thought, well, I, couldn't, I couldn't get them both in. <laughs> <laughs> so as we went, I said, look, come on, boys, we'll go and have a crack and see if we can get in. I'm going to ask nicely if we can all come in and we'll see what happens from there. Little did I know I already had a plan of how to get these boys in. So we get to the um, we get to the Qantas Lounge and this big alpha male type dude is on the counter. And so I said, can we come into the lounge? Uh, I've got my son here. And he said, yeah, just uh, show us your boarding pass. So I show him mine, show him Josh's. And he looks at Caleb and I said, oh... And this is um, my son's partner. <laughs> and he looks at him, and then Caleb says, <laughs> how, does he know, how does he know we're CrossFit, doing CrossFit partner competition? How does he know it? It took a while. And then Josh's head drops, and then the guy says, go on, boys, in you go. And then rubs my arm and says, life's short, mate, enjoy. <laughs> so we go in and we're walking there and the boys are like, oh, wow. So we're partners, are we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You two boys have to role play the whole time. We're in the Qantas yeah. Come no, on, Josh. So they were kissing and cuddling. It was Ooh, a bit much, yeah, but yeah. oh, anyway. Yeah. So that was my, my memorable moment. And that continued for the whole weekend in Newcastle. But anyway, yeah. Caleb. Well, um, what's your what's your most memorable moment in the sport of fitness thus far? Wasn't it the hotel bro when we got there? Oh, that's a memorable moment. <laughs> yeah. It's a highlight of my, <laughs> my uh, career. Um, oh, gee, most memorable. Like just yeah, in terms of anything, like yeah, anything. Can you come back to me? Yeah, yeah. Josh. Yeah, I reckon. Uh, so I find, Caleb and I were having this conversation not too long ago. I think the fact that why we've progressed so fast in such a short period of time is obviously because we train together, um, you know, all the time. And so our lives are very much the same with training and we just, uh, we better each other every single day. So if you do, get yourself that training partner to help progress mm -hmm. in that way. But I think the biggest or the most memorable thing for me was an event that we did last year which was called game time and it was the it was one of our first big comps in a stadium 
And we came out to the floor, we were up against, yeah, Brandon Swan, um, some other Moses Polito, a couple of other big names too. And we came out and it was one event that we, as we started, you had the big 70 kilo worm on our shoulders and we went to do a lunge, completely fucked it up and dropped, dropped the worm. And at this point, it's the start of the event and everyone's overtaken us and we're just thinking all the worst things mm -hmm. and, and ready to really throw the towel in mm -hmm. and, and, and chuck it away just because of one mistake. And then what happened is we just composed ourselves, put it back on and off we went. And you had to lunge a certain distance, turn around and lunge back. And we were at the last of the pack by this point. Everyone got to the end, we then tail up behind, everyone drops on the ground, we turned around and continued to go. And so we didn't put down the wound, we just held on to it the whole way and ended up winning that event. So um, good. Just due to mindset, the change, yeah. the flick of the switch, and just with how well we know each other with training. Oh, the communication um, really throughout the whole workout. Yeah, yeah. Just how close you guys are. Yeah, we did very well. That was kind of the start, I would say, of the, of the you know, that domino effect of yeah. momentum and how well we've continued to carry ourselves through competition. So good. Um, so that would be my, amongst all um, the other things. Yeah. You know what? Oh, um, I'd almost have to agree, actually. Yeah. Like, I know. It's pretty it's cool. the most memorable moment and like, maybe it's not that memorable, I didn't remember it when you asked me, but like, yeah, thinking through it, like, just that whole weekend of game time, mm. I think you're right, that was kind of... Just held um, ourselves well. Yeah, that was the event that kind of gave us confidence and, but, but you know, self-belief and uh, we can actually do well with this. We, I think we made a very much a statement. Oh, I think all the time, which I love and, and thrive on, is we sometimes the smallest guys on the field, but end up because of the, the sort of hard work, the yeah. mindset and the resilience. Shout out Matt Fraser. Shout yeah. out Matt Fraser. Uh, we end up, you know, can take on quite a lot and, yeah. and be, up, be up with the big big names. Yeah, and, and it's such a sport of like heart. Mm. You know, it's not, of yeah, course absolutely. it is. Like, you know, of course, CrossFit, um, it's a sport of fitness, but yeah. what people don't know is like, you know, see it's like the heart you need for it as well. Yeah. Which like, I think a big heart Beats a lot, you know, a lot of fit guys, mm. nah, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, so going back to our most memorable moment, I'd have to agree with you. Mm. On game time, that whole weekend itself. You know. that, there's that saying, I remember you always saying it was that hard work beats talent when talent stops working. Yeah, yeah. You know, the talent yeah, yeah. on the field, you know, maybe they're the strongest or whatever, but if you can't, you know, work through whatever walls or mental blocks come through, you're not going to really. Mm. Oh, it's something important in the sport, being able to, you know, the, push through pain. Mm -hmm. I think one of the most important things in the sport, like I said, I think someone that can push through a lot of pain will be to, you know, Absolutely. guy fitter than him a lot of the time. And that's that's the biggest thing I've worked out even with training and, and, you know, some people find it hard to, you know, they do three days of coming into classes and then they'll then sort of ease away. But I think the hardest part of it all is showing up every single day, not getting the exact results that you're wanting, and even on the worst days, but still showing up the next day, going, "Okay, this is what my, this is my goal. This is where I'm going. This is the yeah. direction," and and maintaining that even though you feel absolutely shit. Yeah, it's that long <laughs> long term having that vision, eh? Oh, yeah. Your boys have, yeah, and that's a really cool thing, and that's a, certainly the catalyst for this podcast. Is exactly what Josh and Caleb are saying: is that they didn't start out being super fit and strong yeah, and, and remarkable that they've, they've literally without sounding cliche started from the bottom 
and and they are now here and now starts the real grind to, to you know that cream rises to the top so they're getting up into that top tier part of the sport where things are, are serious and things are, are very competitive and full-on and it's not just their their sport but it's also how they manage and, and juggle their individual lives as well which I, I think is is really quite wonderful and remarkable how people do that um, so we've got a couple of minutes left. We're going to fire off a, a, just a couple of quick fire questions. So just nice, simple answers. I never know what I'm going to get in this shit. Yeah. <laughs> Why do they call you the milk bottle? No, I'm joking. <laughs> I actually had to think about that. Yeah. <laughs> so quick, quick advice. Like if you had to give, a, a, so somebody starting off on their competitive CrossFit journey. So I'm not talking about people just starting in fitness. I'm talking yeah. about people going, okay, I'm going to have a fucking go at this. Uh, a little bit of advice. Training First partner. Training partner. Training partner, like yeah. fitter or just as fit as you. I like that. Like you get, so, like someone mentally tough as well. Yeah. Because if you get someone, like if Josh wasn't some, John Panton, um, yeah. Uh, like if Josh wasn't as mentally tough as he was, like Josh is always an upper leap, blah, 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 I do the same to you. Like we're always pushing each other in terms of, you know, even when there's weight, like in a workout, oh, what should we do? Like, should we do this? No, let's go heavier. Mm. Like, you know, have a mate that's kind of, no, let's do, what we, no, we can do more. Let's, let's do an extra round, but let's go heavier. Yeah. Um, just someone that's always going to push you, not that, not someone that's going to settle for, oh, I'm happy with just this today. Like, you know. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Great answer. Yeah. Josh? Uh, fuel yourself properly. I mm. think that's the biggest thing I've learned, obviously, coming from being a smaller build to then, you know, packing on a fair amount of kilos over the last year, under fueling is a massive thing that gets neglected. Uh, just yeah. as much as training is work and, and that should be a focus, so is all the little minor things of eating enough, fueling your body. So good. Uh, so, and, and I think, yeah, rest and recovery comes into play too. Yeah. Cool. Very, very good advice. Great advice, actually. Great advice. The... Last question. So we had Benny and Wes on this podcast before you guys, and there's a a habitual thing I do. Part of the podcast is I ask the people that are on this podcast to leave a question for the next people. So I'm going to ask you guys the same as well. So whoever's on this podcast next, I want you to leave a question for them. But before we go to that, uh, Benny and Wes, they had a question for you two boys. Yeah. Yeah, of course they did. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I thought they could have been a bit more. You know, well, like Wizzy's in Bali's, yeah, chilling. Wizzy's <laughs> on the bintangs yeah. and, the, and the cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> Watching this Wizzy, fuck. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, yeah, he's getting a few left hands. Yeah. Uh, but the question was what is your honest motivation for doing what you do? Like, not the fluffy stuff you want all your fans to hear. But what is honestly driving your motivation to compete in CrossFit? It's just like hard work. Like it fulfills me. Like having something to work towards is something that's hard to work towards. Fulfills me. I was actually um, uh, kind of in um, a success coach the other day. Like I was like, kind of got to the bottom. I thought that I wanted to win these comps just because I wanted to win and the satisfaction of winning, but it's not. It's actually the journey there. Mm. Like, man, I get. I don't. I don't want to say depressed. Not so right. Like, I shouldn't say depressed, but like, I get upset. Like, deep. Like, you know, I get dark if I'm not. Like, even just like going out with um, not gym for a few days, like in a dark place, like to just working towards something. So I mean, good. I, I like. I love that, man. It's. It's. Uh, most people know the sport of Olympic diving. 
and Olympic diving is a great metaphor for what Caleb was just saying, is that they score diving on the splash. Mm. So everybody's looking at the splash. Is there a lot of water? Is there fuck all water? Is there a couple of drops? Is it a big, like, big splash? And that's what they're looking for, but not many people focus on the actual dive. Yeah. Mm. And the dive is the journey. The dive is the process, all the flips and the flick flacks and the back rolls and then splash. Mm. So Caleb's, Caleb's motivation by the sounds of it is the process, is yeah. the journey, is the hard work, is the, is the getting there. Got just something to, like an end goal, something to work towards. Yeah. You know, I think everyone needs that. Love it. Josh? Uh, I think mine's definitely that whole underdog sort of style, I think as I sort of mentioned before, being on the field or on, on the floor against big big rigs and, and guys that are built fucking massively and being the smaller guy there, but being able to hold and lift the same amount of weight and work to that capacity, if not more. Mm. Um, so being, you know, deceived in that sense of people maybe having an assumption of what you may be like and then they see you and it's like, oh fuck. Mm. So I, I like that, I thrive on yeah. massively. So good, so good. And that's, and that's something for if you're listening or watching to consider too. Why do you do what you do? And people throw it around a lot. You know, what's a person's why? Why do you do what you do? And if you are sitting there thinking, you know, why do I do what I do? Or if somebody says, what's your why? One of the quickest ways to get there, and Caleb was talking about it before, is to ask yourself, you know, what's the purpose of doing this? You know, if you're playing rugby, playing netball, you're a swimmer, you're a triathlete, you're a crossfitter, literally ask yourself, what's the purpose of doing this? And you'll come up with some answer and then you can even ask yourself again, or oh, what's the higher purpose of this? Keep asking yourself that about 10 times and generally you will come and discover um, something that you didn't quite know before about yourself, which will give you your intention for doing what you do. So that's something uh, interesting to unpack and have a look at. But boys, what's the question you want to leave for the next person on the podcast yet? Yeah. Uh, what, what are you telling yourself when you're in the middle of whatever it is you're doing that you enjoy or say working out? Like what's that when shit gets really fucking tough and you want to say give up on the workout or you're ready to throw on the towel or you're ready to just take the heavy weight off the bar and chuck on lighter ones because it's easier what are you what are you telling yourself in that at that point of time that's my question awesome cool love it what are you telling yourself when it gets all dark and funky uh when you're working out when you're competing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Whatever, so whatever it is that you're doing or whatever craft that you're mastering or training or whatever yeah what are you telling yourself unreal boys this is really good i'm super impressed these boys are very stoic, you know, they're, they're working on their bodies, but they're obviously working on their minds too. For a couple of younger roosters, that I've, I found that to be a really intelligent conversation with some really good insights that I, I believe, other than the Qantas Lounge thing, that you guys that are listening. <laughs> Um, uh, that, that yeah you can really reflect on your own life and, and take some of these boys wisdom because it's really good stuff if you really listen to what they were saying today they've given some sensational suggestions and I really hope that it helps you if you're listening or watching but boys thank you very much watch this space they have podiumed in their last two competitions and are slowly making their way up the CrossFit ladder and uh, I of course am one of the biggest fans of these two but definitely watch their space where can they find you on Instagram or Facebook? 
Big dick Caleb. Yeah. All in around my middle at hotmail.com. I don't even know. What is my username? What did I? Oh, I think it's just Caleb Pugh. Yeah. So it's just Caleb's name. I think it is. I don't even know. I think it is. JCM dot CCF is my one. Cool. Give him a shout out. Sweet. Thank you very much. Much love. Cool team. The Pure Jamie Milne Podcast.